Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. End of your insignificant rebellion. Right now is some minor insignificant preamble to something else. Welcome back to the Insignificant Others Podcast. I'm Don Smith. Across from me, as always, the beautiful and stunning Bridget Bailey. Okay. Hi. 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 I'm just giving a disclaimer to everyone. I was at the beach for the past two days and I'm fried. So I can't. There's nothing I can do about this outfit. Shout out Larry the Lobster. A little bit, yeah. Shout out the Beatles. Yeah. So don't. I don't. At this point, I really don't care. Um. It is what it is. Father's Day special. Sure. Mm, yeah, kind of. Comes out the day after? Yeah, it comes out Monday. Mm, sure. I mean, Not the episode's the... Father's Day inspired, but. Not to break the illusion, me and Bridget will be talking our parenting styles later on in the episode, and then we're doing the top 10, top 10 TV dads. Yes. All right. But to start off the show, Bridget, take it away. Okay. So obviously, hopefully everybody's seen on the internet. If not, I don't know what you're doing, but Trisha Paytas and Ethan, whatever the fuck his last name is, I don't know. Oh, Ethan Klein from H3 uh, production. They end at Frenemies because Trisha Paytas walked off set for the third time. But this is definitely the last straw. And everybody's pissed about it. I'm pissed about it. She's completely 100% in the wrong. Um, I don't know too much about it. But I've seen it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I've watched one episode of that show. It's not yeah. really, it's not my cup of tea. They do a lot of makeup stuff. I don't wear makeup. Um, this is natural. But from what I know, she's definitely in the wrong. But I have an opinion. You go ahead. So basically to give you like a little bit of the rundown, and if you don't really know what's going on, so now like you'll know. Um, what happened was I like listened to the episode where she walked off, but I kind of fell asleep like during it. From what I've heard and like what I've gathered, they got into an argument about like how she doesn't feel like she's in control, like, she doesn't have much say in the show, and this, that, and the other. She doesn't like the crew who works for, like, frenemies and wanted to, like, fire all of them and hire a new crew. But when really, it's Ethan Klein's, like, entire production company. Yeah, H3. Yeah, so they have, like, a bunch of different podcasts and stuff, and the fact that she wanted to fire and put people out of a job just because she didn't feel comfortable is insane. And he, so that happened, and then right after the episode had aired, um, he spoke to her, like, behind closed doors, whatever, and said, if you want, we'll hire, like, another producer. You can pick that producer to do, like, the other stuff that you want to do. Like, she wanted to do, like, a bunch of, like, bullshit, like, gymnastics and stuff, but it's, like... That's content. She just wanted to do good content. Yeah, but she wanted to do content where... It was harder to get the crew out there because it's a lot. It is a lot working around the different schedules and whatever. And she wanted like a new studio. She didn't like the studio that they had. It was like a whole bunch of bullshit. But he was willing to like help her, you know, like and like negotiate because at the end of the day, he told her he was like, "You're kind of the entertain. Like it's my company. You're like hired to be the entertainment. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not fifty fifty. It's not like they started a podcast to get like." Their own podcasting network together. That would be different. But he owns the IP address because all of the, his podcasts are under the same like IP address, so the shows aren't separate. Mm. But so he like made um, whatever. Like he kind of helped her out and was like, "We'll do this." And then she went on YouTube and like posted this long thing saying she's not coming back. And he's kind of like, "What the fuck? We just like agreed to like." negotiate and yeah yeah um 
you said that it was over. I don't think it is. It isn't Whitney Cummings or there's rumors Whitney Cummings is getting on there? Yeah, but it's not the same. I like Whitney. I mean, I know her as a stand-up comic. I like Whitney Cummings too, but like Trisha Paytas was funny in ways that like comedians no. aren't because you're you're not laughing with her. You're laughing at her because she is just a wild card. I think Trisha Paytas, and I don't really know too much about internet stuff like this. Trying to get into it because it is wild. Yeah. Her specifically, I love her because she's a nut job. Yeah. But she's also insanely good at creating content and creating controversy around herself. Yeah. I mean, that's why she's been in the limelight. But I think the thing with her and that Ethan Klein guy is that they've both, they're both old school YouTubers. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of, I mean, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but I'm pretty sure that they both probably have known each other for a while. I would think. I have no, no. idea. Just as pe- I would just assume just because they're both old uh, YouTubers. So his wife is, oh, um, his wife's brother is her fiance. Okay. So that's her soon to be brother-in-law, mm-hmm. which is like, in, yeah. So that's kind of where it's like, that's also your fat, you know, that's going to be your family. That's awkward. Yeah. And like, this isn't the first time that she's done shit like this, where they put them in like a really uncomfortable situ- situation. She's married, getting married to this guy now? Yeah, they're engaged. They got engaged a couple months ago, I think. And they got engaged uh, right before she got into it, like, the first time that, or not the first, might have been the second time that she, like, walked out. Isn't she on, like, OnlyFans and shit? Yeah. This guy just doesn't give a fuck? No. Well, she stopped doing OnlyFans stuff, but yeah, he doesn't care, which, whatever, to each their own. She was doing it fairly recently because the yeah. whole thing with Brandon Chicken Fry and all that got in, got in trouble. She, like, threatened to sue yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, she, like, stopped doing, like, a lot of the con. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. But I here's my opinion on it. I think it's all uh, her just doing what she does best. I don't think that she planned. On, I think that she wanted to get out of frenemies. Mm-hmm. I think she just didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Yeah. And she was looking for a way out, whether or not it had anything to do with her not liking Ethan Klein. Um, I just think that she, like with the Barstool thing, like I just said, she threatened to sue Barstool because uh, they posted like a reaction video kind of to them reacting to her OnlyFans. Yeah. And like uh, Feidelberg from Barstool, yeah, like fake gagging. threw up. Yeah, he like gagged. Um, I think that she is just... Going out in a blaze. Yeah. And then going out with as much eyes around her. Like, she's posting five YouTube videos about her leaving. I mean, the only way that that... that the only way that that show was ending was in an argument. Yeah. From the little bit I've seen of it and the funny clips on TikTok and stuff yeah. like that. It seems like she was just going to end it, end it in an argument anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it was about money. It wasn't about money. It was more creative control. But wasn't there the thing about the, uh, like, 5% or something like that? Yeah, there was, like, something like the 5% of the membership of the YouTube channel. But, again, you have to remember it's all under H3. It's an H3 production. I mean, that guy's got to make some some money. I mean, if we were doing this together, and let's say me and you were not in a relationship, right? Yeah. So we had, like, that type of separation. Yeah. If I had, say, paid for a studio, a staff, everything was coming out of my pocket. Yeah. Whether that pocket was made bigger, like that, I feel like she just doesn't have a solid grasp of how a company works. No, she in doesn't. The f- in the f- yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, she's just not good. And then she said it before. She's not good with money. There was this. Uh, I'll come back to what you were saying, but I saw this TikTok where this girl was like, uh, basically, Trisha said many a times, like she's rich, but she's not good with money. So she, they're thinking like she blew all of this out of proportion this that and the other started making those youtube videos because obviously it's going to gain traction and people are going to get hurry up and go watch it and they're all monetized videos so she's making money off of all of this controversy that's what i mean solely from youtube yeah so yeah that pl- yeah plays into what i just said it's, it's yeah. like she she's doing it on purpose she wasn't gonna sorry she wasn't gonna get out of this no like, she wasn't going easy no and granted she's I, a genius she is she's as crazy as she is she is like yeah she she doesn't she know knows money. how to work the market when yeah. it comes to social media and granted like i didn't know h3 like existed until frenemies neither did i 
uh i didn't know h3 existed until i knew who trisha paytas was i'll get i'll give her that i'll give yeah. her that and i only knew who she was because um honestly on tiktok i saw uh, actually no i saw a tiktok thing first mm-hmm. it was a clip of en- frenemies yeah and then she went on uh she went on BFFs. Yeah. Dave Portnoy and Josh Richards and Brianna Chicken Fry. And I like Barstool content. I like Dave Portnoy, so I followed yeah. that. Um, And I mean, she did okay on that. Like, she she was interesting on that. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. But I mean, Dave Portnoy is the one who, like, the entire time he was like, I, I, I could see exactly what she's doing. She just, she, I don't know. And I, I don't want to be, like, a jerk. I don't want to come at her, even though, honestly, it's not punching down. She is... A multi multimillionaire. Yeah. Where we might be in someone's basement, probably my mom's. But she I mean I don't I don't know. I, it just sounds like she's kind of a fake person. No, absolutely. And I and I I actually probably I kind of feel more bad for her because it's like I don't know if she has an actual personality. I don't know her. I have no fucking clue. But like when your life is controlled entirely over, by like just yeah. clicks and stuff like that it's, it's just i don't know it's crazy and it seems like she is one of those older youtubers who like only knows views yeah like, like oh i have to get this many likes and i have to get a ratio of likes to views and if i don't hit that it'll ruin my month here's the thing though with that i don't think she's necessarily worried about because again she has like just I just feel like she doesn't have, like, a good business plan. She doesn't have, like, a good grasp on anything. But she's more so, like, she'll just... She's so consistent with posting. She posts... She doesn't have, like, a consistent posting schedule. Mm-hmm. But she'll post just videos just completely unedited and just throw them up there. And, like, hope that they stick. And, like, that's it. And she does it, like, all the time. Whether it's, like, a mukbang in her car. Like, going to McDonald's. And she just sits there and talks. And then just throws it up there. Well, it, it actually is sort of, I don't know, I just, I know I, I'm talking about Barstool a lot, but it, as far as, like, me and caring about internet personalities, that's probably where it started for me. Yeah. Um, Dave Portnoy did this thing. I, he was, it was an argument he had with one of his employees about uh, views. He said his, his one employee was not good on video. His name's Nate. Uh-huh. And he said, as, like, a challenge, he goes, I guarantee that I can walk to work every day Mm -hmm. and get more views than you'll ever get on anything in video Mm -hmm. and then he walked he periscoped his walk to work every day and it was two million views every day consistently yeah and i don't think that that's church of beta's not knowing what she's doing i think that that's legitimately her knowing what she does and that's her content and that's how she gets it done. oh yeah yeah she's I, i can't say it enough it's fake I don't think that she actually gives too much of a fuck. I don't think she likes Ethan Klein. I'll be honest. I just don't think she likes no. him. She's had like issues with them and his wife before. And the, the issue with it though is like she brought it up. Like the second time that she walked out, it was because she thought that his wife, which is her fiance's uh, sister, yes, did not like her. And brought it up on the podcast, and Ethan's like, well, this isn't really the place for discussion. Like, his wife just asked, like, don't talk about me on Frenemies. Like, I don't want to be involved in that. That was the first clip I've ever seen of Frenemies. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she was in the wrong for that. Obviously, yeah, sure, she has to be doing it at some point to, like, push buttons and create the, like, you know, the views and, like, really get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the same time, it's like, you have to know when to stop. And you have to know where that, like, li- like it's a thin line. You have to know when you've crossed that. And I just feel like she doesn't. And that's where it becomes an issue. I can't do that. I'd have to disagree. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. I think that she has some other, whether it be like a podcast or some other content idea that she wants to do, that maybe scheduling would have conflicted. I just don't think that she wanted to be a part of H3 anymore. And I think that maybe she got roped into it. A nail that I'm hearing about her fiance. Look yeah. again, like I have no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, but she's had her own podcast before and it failed. Nobody listened to it. Like it was, it wasn't good. This is gonna be dorky. I hate my fucking glasses. But am I completely out of the picture? No. What? Never mind. I'm not. No, the way my because I can't see. I can't see the camera. Yeah. So I just threw my glasses on. 
I hate wearing my glasses. Yeah. It's my very blurred vision, which I swear to God, that camera just looks like a bunch of, the monitor just looks like a bunch of colors. Yeah. It looked like I was out of frame. I have no fucking clue. No, you're in the frame. Thank you. You're okay. my you're my eyes and yes. my heart. I love you. All right. But yeah, I mean, that's all I really got for the- No, that's the interesting. In, the internet I, drama. I want to pivot. Uh, it's still in the same thing though. TikTokers versus YouTubers happened. I had no idea that it was going to happen. Mm. Uh, I want to know if that hit views, so maybe I'll I'll give that a quick goog. It. Oh, I'm going back. I've been going back and forth and thinking about this for the past week mm-hmm. as to what this does for boxing. Sure. I've come to the conclusion. Yeah. By comparing it to the MLB. Okay. So the problem with the MLB has always been that they never had. It's not always been this, but uh, they're not a celebrity league, and that's why they lose viewership. Sure. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but at this point, it kind of seems like you have to be a real baseball guy to like baseball. Kind of to get into baseball. Like I didn't play baseball as a kid. I played basketball, so I care about the Sixers and I, I, the Eagle. Everybody, I don't think there's a soul in Philadelphia who just doesn't give a fuck yeah. about the Eagles, the Flyers. Big playoff Flyers fan. I love the playoff. I love Flyers in the playoffs. I love going yeah. to the games. I'll go to those games. I think the Flyers, uh, in comparison to the rest of the city, I think it's they're the best games to go to. Yeah. But as far as the MLB goes, they, they lose viewership, and it's because there's not a whole lot of celebrities that paid attention to it, unlike the NBA where the Kardashians are sitting courtside and, like, Sean Malone shows up to every single Sixers game. Jack Nicholson's over at the Lakers every fucking day. Yeah, but you have to think. Baseball, it goes on for hours. And you're sitting outside no, in the heat. That. And, like, it's just hard to keep a fucking... No, I get that. So, but, w- attention span on but it. But that's not, that's not what I'm focusing on. So, it was celebrity. Okay. Kind of keeps the... Like, the NBA is huge right now. It's very celebrity. Like, it, all, every... Everybody under the sun cares, like, every celebrity cares about an NBA team. Sure. They're all attached to one. Drake has uh, the Raptors, uh, Meek, Meek Mill, and the Sixers. I mean, remember when that happened? Yeah, when they flew them out from jail. It was like and a it was helicopter like a, to ring the bell. Today. And it was, a, it was a historic Sixers moment. Like, that's going to go down in Sixers history as, like, yeah. a thing. Boxing, I think, was losing that. And I like boxing a lot. Um... I like it, and I'm, I don't know if this is a popular opinion or unpopular. I like it more than uh, the UFC, <laughs> kind of because, I don't know why. I just feel like boxing really only matters when there's like a real, like when there's just like a, a real big like matchup. Like that's when um, everybody gets excited about it. In the it, same way, like people get excited for like the playoffs or like you know like yes. hockey playoffs. It's it's that like if it's a main event, then everybody cares. But nobody's gonna sit and watch boxing just on like a Thursday night. Yes, um, it's also expensive to watch. You have to pay pay per view. Yeah, it's it's thirty bu- fifty or thirty or something like that. Yeah, let's see now. But that's for the UFC events too, and the UFC yeah. is blowing up. But I don't know. I'm not gonna get into which one I like or which whatever. I'm not really that versed in that subject but i've come to the conclusion that i think that tiktokers and youtubers boxing is probably good for boxing as a whole and it's not like these guys are fighting uh sanctioned fights they're not these guys don't have right like their records are i guess counted in whatever the hell in their heads but they're not sure these guys aren't winning belts no they'll win one that they make but they're not winning official boxing federation belts and you know what it'll make money because people find it amusing. It's like, oh, look at well, fucking Jake Paul, who was on the Disney Channel five years ago and then was making an asshole of himself on YouTube. Let's watch him knock around another fucking, like, I don't even know, other YouTubers that fight. But, like, you get what I'm saying? You find it amusing. It's like a fucking, like, schoolyard fight at that point. Yeah, Jake Paul, you hear that? You're fighting Bridget next. The insignificant others are throwing their hats in the ring. We're boxing now. Could you imagine? What about bo- uh, podcasters versus like Triller? What? Ah, dude. No. I gotta hit the gym. That. What if we get big and I have to box? No. Fuck. But it, like, it's like that. Uh, I it, I think it's crazy to do it. I think those TikTokers are absolutely fucking nuts. I mean, Bryce Hall got his got his like face beaten as he should. But the thing is, his reputation is 
Dunzo. Because wasn't he a tough guy? As far as Shawai House goes, as he as a swore tough guy? that he was a tough guy. He was a douchebag. Well, that's what and I that's mean. That's the thing. There goes his reputation for it's what five million dollars. How much was he? And all the people who are fighting are all the fucking douchebags. Everybody who like you can't stand on the internet are the ones who are fighting. The only one that I'll give props to is Logan Paul because he had a horrible, horrible reputation on the internet like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, the suicide forest thing, right? Yeah, there was that, that and he was bro- just no, it's Logan, that right? was him. Okay, and he was he was a fucking moron. He was an idiot. And then he like rebuilt himself, rebranded himself. He his podcast is pretty good, and he's an adult now. He's acting like an adult as he should, and he trained really hard for him, like the Mayweather fight. Him boxing, mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Paul boxing. I'm talking more about them when I say that. I don't know if they can make it. They started very late. Yeah, as compared to where where boxers normally start, they started very late. So I don't know if they'll ever actually ever fight a sanctioned fight. I know that that's their goal. Yeah. Um. Which that's where the money is. Their first sanctioned fight that's going to yeah. count on a record. That's I think that that's that'll be big money. And I don't know how boxing would handle that mm-hmm. as an amateur fighting. Sure. <clears throat> the thing is, is that they can't just go into boxing right now because they'll have to fight amateurs or, yeah. or rookies, at the very most. And that's weird because nobody's going to put a rookie at a, at a, at like a top card, mm-hmm. but they're also not going to fight for, for 30 grand and a stay in Vegas, which is what like, you know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to do that. So I'm, I'm interested to see what boxing, uh, what like, what like official boxing does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that if they can ever figure that out, yeah. boxing is going to have a big resurgence and I would be excited to see that. Yeah. And I don't care. Like, I, like, I don't care if I'm watching Jake Paul or somebody box as long as they're like, as long as they're doing it the right way. Yeah. And they're, they're actually going and they have like the skill, like, cause when you're watching boxing or you're watching UFC, you're watching like insane amount of skills. Like you're like anybody who watched Floyd Mayweather, but in his prime, which is it is interesting for us to talk about him because he's like, like we weren't alive for Tyson. Yeah. So our boxer, like our, I feel like I'm loud. Our um, like our top boxer, was this small guy with insane defensive skills. Yeah. And it was it's so interesting to look at him because he it he's so his precision is insane. Yeah. If Jake Paul and them can ever figure out a way to get as good at something, not not necessarily defense, which I don't think that they would because they're kind of big guys or brutes, but if they can ever get as good as, I don't know, even like a normal boxer, yeah, it'll be huge for boxing. And yeah. I and honestly, at the end of the day, that's a good thing as far as boxers versus fuck or whatever TikTokers versus YouTubers, which that wasn't the Logan Paul fight. Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather. No, that was uh the, yeah Logan Paul the, fought the um Mayweather yeah that was no, the last weekend right yeah or the he- but the headline on uh TikTokers versus YouTubers was Bryce Hall versus whatever the hell right yeah was that that was it right yeah yeah uh I don't I think that that was stupid I wouldn't have paid what was it fifty bucks I ain't paying for that no, that's fucking crazy it's not worth it and you can watch it on YouTube probably the next it's dog it, it's just that's like dog shit fighting they're not good at it no. You could like these guys have been training for three months to fight each other. Yeah, I, you, the Paul brothers are different. They only train now. Yeah. They're all boxers now, podcasters. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean that, that that's my two cents on it. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Is what yeah. I'm saying. You got to go all in on it, and they have the fucking money to go all in on it. Yeah, I guess the TikTokers maybe they just don't have that type of cash. They don't have the cash. They don't have the... Maybe not the time because they're still trying they to grow. Have, yeah, they don't have the time. They don't have the discipline. Because like, they're still so young. They're like our age. So they're young. Younger than us. I think I'm older than Bryce Hall. Definitely. Bryce Hall is 21. I Yeah, but I'm like about to turn 22. But I mean, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they're our age. They're That's so I mean. young. They have yeah. no discipline. They're going out, fucking around. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, I can fight. Like, no. So they're not going to get good. That's what I'm saying. Like, Logan and... Jake, obviously they're a little older and more mature and those two were like heavy like heavily like in athletics and stuff when they were younger and yeah, like wrestlers i thought right wrestling and football i think 
Okay. And their dad like pushed the shit yeah, out it's, of them. It's weird. I could see that because they seem like those type of guys. Yeah. Bryce Hall, I don't know anything about him. I've uh, seen him on a BFS, but douchebag. Well, I probably. I I just think. Well, that's like the consensus, right? He's yeah. a douchebag. Yeah. I don't think you're saying anything. You're not taking. That's not a hot take. I don't believe. There's no way, and I'm not saying that they cor that they correlate at all, but there's no way that he's ever fought anybody. Pro- I don't. I couldn't imagine him having like a street fight before he was famous. Exactly. And that's a lot of that's got to do with Excuse the fact me. that he grew up so young. Yeah. Like he never, I don't think, had an opportunity to be in like a legit bar fight where like there's a big ass dude who just said something to your girlfriend and now you have to do something or yeah. somebody just walked up sure. and pushed one of your buddies and now it's like, oh my God, I'm in a thing. Sure. Which, and I'm not saying that it correlates, but there is a feeling like of adrenaline that, and I'm not, I definitely don't do that. Yeah. I couldn't, like, I think that if you threw me into the ring right now, I would, I'd be a doughy mess. Okay. But I'm just saying like, that there's a there's an adrenaline and a feel of like I get you getting punched in the face that some guys just get used to, mm-hmm. and I think the Pauls are kind of used to that, and yeah. I don't think that those guys are in, are used to that. Yeah, they're low key psychopaths, but like, yeah, and like to a point. So. There's a difference between a so- psychopath and the Pauls, and then the sociopath and like these TikTokers who just want to be more famous and want to make five million dollars for three minutes of work. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, that's that. That's that. The internet's just a wild, wild place. And it's I'm getting kinda, into it. I'm excited about it. Uh, internet, internet drama is my favorite kind of drama, and I couldn't tell you why. Uh, because it has no effect on the real world. There's so it's that, just a good escape, And I there's think. always so much happening. There's always something going on. Um. Yeah. That's that's everything I got. Uh, Trisha Paytas, 2024. Um, Bryce Hall, you're next. Could you imagine... <laughs> If we if tomorrow we blew up on TikTok, okay, and, and you then, fall at Bryce Hall. No, not even me. Who could you fight? Who's that girl that just came at Brianna Chicken Fry? Victoria Paris. Oh, you she's got... a scary bitch. No, Fuck. thank you. She's Who could like, you beat up? She's like five nine. No, thank you. Who do you have? Could you no. beat up Brianna Chicken Fry? You think? No. She taller than you. She's like five six. Really? She's five six or five seven. You're she's not big. She's tall. No, she's tall. No, I, I'm okay. I'm. Content. I like Josh Richards, but I. I'd feel confident. Okay. All right. Well, as fun as this is, probably should. We're going to set up a up. fight for Bridget. No, thank you. I'm okay. I'd rather die. Yes. All right. All right. See you guys in a segment. Welcome back. Um, We're doing a quiz from the esteemed BuzzFeed. And it's want to know what type of parent you'll be one day? Absolutely. Take this quiz not. to find out. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, bah, 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 boom. Your child comes in with a cut on their knee. What do you do? Slap it and say, I like your cut, G. What? No, I'm kidding. That's not what it says. Freak out immediately. What? Scold them. Oh, by the way. All right. So this is how we should do it. Uh, We're taking the quiz together. Okay. So we need to come to consent. We've done this before. That's we what I We have to I come figured. to a consensus. A consensus? Consen- go fuck yourself. I don't know. Cons- it's like Kofafi. It's my speaking impediment. Um, freak out immediately. Scold them. Put a Band-Aid on it. Uh, let them have ice cream to make it feel better. Uh, put a bandaid on it? I was thinking scold them. For what? Tracking blood. What? No, what type of fucking dumbass question was that? Well, Could, I get what they're saying. Like, you shouldn't be running. You shouldn't be doing this. So they're kids. You're what gonna what fall do you mean, shouldn't be screamed. running? They're kids. That's what I mean. But the I can was, understand that's what, they, like, what they're saying is, like, to scold them. He's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. But they're if, children. If the question was, like, your child comes into church with a cut on his knee after, like, playing outside, then, yeah, I guess. What? I don't know. I'm trying to think of, no I'm trying sense. to think of, like, a situation where your kid should not be running. That doesn't even make sense. Children anyway, run. Just, you just put a bandaid on it and call it a day. Buying them ice cream doesn't fucking help anybody. No. That's it not, could get the infected cut, yeah, the cut's even still with on the, the ice cream. The cut's still on the knee. I know my vanilla, and it does not stave okay. off infection. Whatever. So Your child has an important soccer game coming up. What do you do? Oh, this is going to be the dumbest fucking quiz in the world. Um, Tell them to quit soccer. It's a waste of time. Uh, balls don't pay your bills. I'm kidding. That's not what it says. Make sure they wear protective gear. 
I'll be there helping set up and cheering them on. Take them out to celebrate regardless of a win or loss. Make sure their new sports gear doesn't get ruined. Um, the last one is a stupid thing. I guess just the I'll, you know, help set up and whatever. I mean, that's what I would But like why why do you have to choose between like making sure that they wear their protective gear and helping set up? Uh, who you have knows. to have knee guards. It's what probably, the f- <laughs> I don't know. I can I make a an observation. I never we know I didn't yeah. even skim this quiz before we did it. Whatever. So, uh, can I make an observation no. of the person who wrote this? No. I'm not. Allowed- no. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of dead air if I can't make <laughs> observations. Uh, this person never put a sport in their life. Probably. And also not. probably didn't run as a child. They probably like the answers are probably gonna be like different TV parents. I'm that's a, definitely what the answers are going to be. Different TV. It could be. Because, like, that sounds like make sure the kids have the protective gear. That, like, reminds me of the mom from my Carly. And, like, people like that. Like, the real sheltered parents. Yes. I, I mean, taking them out to celebrate. I would, If they lost, you're not celebrating No. Anything. I would just, just go and help set up. Be responsible. Well, yeah. But that's che- about it. Cheering them on. I mean, that's just... Ba- Being that's basic parenting. Well, what I'm saying is, like, why does that intersect with help going, taking them out and celebrating? I don't know. What dinner will you prepare frequently? This is interesting. Spaghetti and meatballs, uh, chicken, potatoes, and lots of veggies. Anything my kids want, as long as it's healthy. Nuggets, fries, ketchup drawings. With ketchup drawings. So I think that the latest one's obviously like letting your kid do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, I would do Probably. the chicken and potatoes. I just uh, the Chicken and potatoes, I mean, the lots of veggies doesn't apply to me, but... Growing up, I mean, I think I lived primarily off of pork chop, chicken, and potatoes. Sure. Good old hearty meals. Okay. Ooh. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I like hate this. this quiz already. This quiz is terrible. Yeah. I, did you think that this is going to accurately no, tell I us didn't, whether like, or not we're going to be good like, parents? this quiz is, like, annoying the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, it's stupid. I like this question, though, because it kind of says our name. Your child comes home with a significant... What? More like an insignificant other. That's so stupid, Dylan. Please, no. That's horrendous. What do you do? Tell them to get out of my house? Yes. Goodbye. Get out. I'll ask lots of questions and make sure they're being responsible. Make them feel at home, but not too at home. Get really excited and make a good first impression. You don't have to make a first impression on them. First off, they have to make an impression on you. Sure. I I think like Hello? ask lots of questions. Good. Ask lots of questions, right? Yeah, yeah, because you want to get to know them. Y- yeah. Okay. Who's telling them to get out of their house? Tony Soprano, probably. Yeah. Um. What is your family tradition? Safe indoor activities, as a family for playtime, family football game every sports season. I'd have an annual tradition for the holidays. Uh, game night with snacks and movies after. That's an intro. I like that one. That one's kind of fun, but I hate board <laughs> games. Are stupid. Not a big board game guy. But I like movie night. I like trivia games. Yeah, I mean, you like trivia games. We're trivia good at games them. are great. We're good at them. I hate Monopoly. Monopoly's the dumbest game I think in the entire fucking world. Fucking hate Monopoly. Monopoly's stupid. The game of life is stupid. Honestly, can I fucking come out with probably a hot take? Sorry, doesn't even make sense. No, that game's dumb too. I like Uno. I enjoy card games. I'll play a good card game. But any kind of board game, it's goodbye. I don't want it. Unless it's seen it, seen it pops off. But let me rant on sorry for a second. There's no strategy to sorry. No, it's all chance. My family loves it. It's just a game of chance. That's it. At least Monopoly is like a strategy game. I can understand that. Life's a strategy game. Fucking sorry sucks. Sorry. Sorry. (sighs) Um, Safe indoor activities is stupid. I'm not playing football. I don't know. Family football game every sports season? The fuck does that even mean? I don't know. So soccer season, you're playing football? What? Baseball season, you're playing football? I it doesn't make they, any sense. I just think they... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I kind of get what they're saying, but they shouldn't have worded it like that. You could say like... Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Thanksgiving. Yeah, at Sunburn? Yeah, I can't like get comfy. I'm sorry. You can stand and do it if you'd like. No, because I'm going to throw it I'm uh, going to just go annual tradition for the holidays. Sure. Uh, finally, what is your nighttime routine? Bedtime stories, a lot of fussing with bath time and pajamas. Tuck them into bed, lights out at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. What? 
again, I just like didn't pay attention. Bedtime stories, lots of fussing with bath time and pajamas, tuck them into bed, lights out at 8 p.m. The last one, yeah, the last one, right? Right. That's how I would. That's just sort of how I. That was like my Uh, thing. What the fuck? Uh, We didn't get a TV parent, which would have played in perfectly with our top ten. What is it? We're the disciplinarian parents. How? Because you're acting like an actual fucking adult. Because I'm making sure my kid's in bed by 8 p.m. and he doesn't need a fucking bedtime story. What? That's stupid. I don't know. Not everything can be fun in games. And that's where you come in. You're going to be the parent who often has to play bad cop. But your child is going to learn a lot of valuable life lessons. Please stop doing that. That's horrendous. Again, from horrendous. You and, from you and love you just the same. We all need a little tough love here and there. Well, if we're both the disciplinarian parent, we're both the bad cop. And I feel bad for the kid. The kid's going to be fine. Like what? It's just called being a responsible adult and not letting your kids walk all over kid's you. Kid's going to grow the fuck up. No, it's just not having kids walk all over you. Yeah. That's it. That's just basic parenting. And we're going to hit them. What? Why does it have to always be a him? But I said, um. No, you don't. I said, hit them. No, you don't. Whatever. M, M from the derivative of them. Whatever. Not him as an M. Whatever. Our child will, I mean, not grow up with gender normatives, of course. Mm. But yeah, I, that that's the quiz. Um. Ran a little long on the chit chat, so that was a short quiz. That worked out well. It did. What did you think of that? I thought the quiz was stupid and absolutely meaningless, but you know what? So is Buzz, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed's like one of the most wild fucking. BuzzFeed's so stupid. I used to love taking the quizzes out, like the random ones. It's like what food reflects your your inner emotional, like you know, like stupid shit, like stuff that makes no sense and like just doesn't correlate together. I always like and the that's spirit like the animals. Result. Spirit yeah. animals was always fun. <laughs> Or the TV characters, like what TV show character are you? Those are fun. Yeah. I love finding I wore my glasses for this entire segment, didn't even realize. I'm proud of you. They're getting taken off for the next one. That's messing with continuity. Oh, shit. The continuity's already fucked because I didn't wear them in the beginning. (laughs) God damn it. That's all I got for that. I'm done with that fucking quiz. I'll find better. I actually, I have another quiz for another episode from the Gutman Institute, so I'm going to assume that that's a better quiz. Sure. I Maybe. don't know who Gootman is. Neither do I. Maybe he sure. works for Budsfeed. I don't know. Budsfeed? Shut the fuck. All right. W- c- you mind? What? This is a safe space and I'm trying to be safe. And you're just <sighs> coming at my speech impediments. It's not my fault you got a lish. I'm, you're going to get a five star in about 10 seconds with this nonsense. I swear to God. Do not threaten me yeah. on the internet. Yeah. It's now wild. you're scared. If I pinched you right now, you'd cry. Yeah, probably, but please not even pinch you. I might throw a pen at you because I can't get caught up on charges for that. (laughs) Whatever, and it'll do everything all the same. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But this was that, and that was this, and I don't really. But it's not all that. No, it's not because we have top tens up next. See you guys there. Top tens. Uh, said it. Said it before. I'll say it again. Top ten TV dads. Never mind. Wait. Yes. You go first. I go first. Number 10, Mr. Robbie Ray Stewart from Hannah, Montana. He simply carried the show, and I got nothing else for that. Other, no, I do. Country music star. Then guided his rising to stardom daughter through the ins and outs of... What the fuck? And the ins and outs of uh, Hollywood. I don't think they can hear that. That's just in our headphones. I don't know. know. Anyway, but yeah, Mr. Robbie Ray Stewart, probably the best Disney uh, Channel TV dad. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, but his character was Robbie Ray Stewart. Oh, really? Yes. That's stupid, because they kept his songs. Yeah. Like, he still sung Eaky Breaky Heart. Yeah, they just didn't use his last name. Because they wrote the character, and then when... They hired Miley for it. Then they were like, well, okay, well, then you can just play the dad. They just offered him the job right off the bat. I think that's how that worked. Because she, yeah. I guess. Uh, my number 10 is Phil from Modern Family. I'm not sure what his last name is. I just started watching the show. Is he the tall one with the dark hair? Yeah. Not, yeah. not one of the ones from the gay couple, right? No. I've only watched... Although I do like that fat guy. I think he's a very funny actor. Yeah, I like... 
I've only seen Modern Family like a handful of times. It shows really funny. I just started watching it. It, it really is. I, I considered doing the dad, but... Uh, well, oh, what, Al Bundy or whatever? Well, the guy who played Al Bundy? You'll see where he falls. Okay. But it is the guy who played Al Bundy. Yeah. So that's just Phil. He's very funny uh, in the show. Goofy dad. He's number 10 on my... So I'm doing sort of top 10 dads that I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, Goofy dad. Probably embarrassed the hell out of you. But uh, all around, great guy to talk to. I'm just doing top 10 favorite TV dads. Yeah, well, you, you, you never give it any nuance. You never put a little... You never put any English on it. Right. Sure. Go. What's your number nine? My number nine is uh, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Number fucking nine? Yes. Oh, my God. I had more dads that... You know, um, again, I, like, I watch Fresh Prince, obviously, and like Uncle Phil did the most that he possibly could for Will, but uh, it's just not my favorite. I mean, just Will is other... It's three other kids. No, I know. But the show was centered around Will. So that's how I kind of based it off of. I don't know. Number nine? Yeah. <sighs> okay. I mean, I'll He's get... Not my fa- it's not my favorite. I'll I'm get sorry. more into him later, I guess. It's fine. My number nine. Uh, because I never... Again, because I never really watched the show all that much, but I remember it as a kid. Uh, Al Bundy, Married with Children. I love that show. Hilarious dad. Just Very a good funny, show. But a funny dad, not in a corny way, in like a... He was just an animal. Yeah. I love that. That's all I really have to say about Al Bundy. I like his, I like that actor in um in Modern Family. It kind of plays like the same guy, like just the grumpy grandpop. Mm-hmm. Al Bundy. What's right. your number eight? My number eight is Arthur Spooner from King of Queens. Carrie's uh, dad. Uh, yeah, La, Le Remini's dad. Yes. Ben yeah. Stiller's real dad. Jer- yeah, Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller. R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. He... Sorry, Ben. Fucking hilarious. Love him. Yeah. And he was also good as Frank Costanza in Seinfeld. Uh, Frank Costanza's on my honorable mentions list. So, yeah. Again, yeah. carried the show. Yeah. Decent. Decent pick for number eight. That's a good eight spot. Yeah. Mine, I went with uh, oh, George Lopez. Eight. That's a good one. He won people. Yeah, he he made eight. Uh, I was a pretty decent George Lopez fan mm-hmm. as a kid, but just as a dad, mm-hmm. um, it's just that corniness that he had as like a funny dad. Yeah, I don't think I want a funny dad. I want like a serious. Like I want a dad that I can like actually like sit down and talk to. He also had a lot of childhood problems. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need that you seeping don't, into don't me. Need the trauma. No. I need an alcoholic grandma. No. I need that business. Sure. But uh, George Lopez, number eight. All right. Number seven is going to be Frank Gallagher. And like I know you said top 10 TV dads. Yeah, he's I a shitty dad. Top 10 favorite TV dads. He is dysfunctional. He can't. He's problematic, but he was. Known as his dog shit dad. Yeah. That's the whole point of his character. Exactly. I guess. And it just didn't hide it. He wore that with pride. No, he did. He tried to act like he's like, I'm a great dad, but he wasn't. No, he sucked. No, exactly. But his character, just by itself, one of the best characters to hate. Like, you love to hate him. I hated having to hate him on the show, though. I always liked it when he did good. Mm. Like, when he would come in and say, like, like there's, like, a couple times in that show where he comes in and kind of saves the day. Yeah. I always appreciated that. Same, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, you just, it hurts to see that because, you know, he's just gonna, in, like, an episode or two later, he's just gonna relapse into being a shitty fucking dad. I guess. The one part in the show where I never understood, and this is a spoiler alert, uh, if you're trying to watch Shameless, uh, skip this, 10 seconds, um... Fiona's wedding when he calls out the guy as a heroin addict and points out to everybody that he's still doing heroin. Yeah. He got like shit for that. And I get he I don't think he did it for good reasons, but I mean Fiona said it, she wasn't gonna marry him if he did heroin anymore. He still, yeah, if he still did heroin. Yeah, like if you were doing heroin and my dad knew, I I would would hope he would tell me. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't throw him in a river for it. And when you say like he probably did it for the wrong reasons, you know, like deep down somewhere, like there was that little well, no, rumor I, of in like the, in the show. I think he was written that he was doing it to spite Fiona. Yeah. To be like, ha ha ha, fuck you. I don't know. 
but that yeah. show's like just wild. I got I, I got I got sick of it. I mean, just too many fucking, just too much stupid drama just happens just one after the other. After season six, it fell off, but Definitely everything before off. that it got like political. The politics of it, I didn't really care, but just the quality, yeah, just the quality of it. It kind of just fell off after when she like started buying like the when she bought the laundromat or whatever and like the shitty like house and started running it out to like tenants. That's when it fell off for me because then yeah, she got she too full. Like, shitty. Yeah, she got too full of herself and she started becoming Frank. Yeah, my number seven. Uh, I mean, a dad. I think we wouldn't wish to have Mm -hmm. but we all need sure it's red foreman every dad has a bit of a red foreman in them i would say most definitely i think most dads just like the i'm gonna like scream at my kid and whatever when i'm angry but not not me but that's like how he is he's like i'm gonna scream at that kid when i'm angry but god forbid somebody talks to him like that exactly that's not me it's like that type of thing. And then, like, he's always like, the, I'll put a foot up your ass. Yeah. I remember from the show. So, I was trying to find, like, memorable moments from each of these guys. Yeah. On YouTube when I was doing this list. And I remember the one thing from the show, Eric and uh, Hyde were in a fight. Mm-hmm. And Red came downstairs and he pushed the couch out of the way and he says, all right, bare knuckle box. And they were like, what? He was like, bare knuckle box. And they were like, what? No. He was like, if you're not angry enough to bare knuckle box, you ain't angry. Mm-hmm. He's like, then you got to let it go because there's exactly. nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Sure. And I was like, fuck, man, that's just good advice. Like, if you're like, if you're not angry enough to fist fight your buddy, your best friend, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to argue. Because there's no, there's no other way you're going to, how else are you going to settle it? How are you going to get back at each other? Yeah. You guys are angry. If you guys are at angry other? at each other, no. give each other a nice punch to the face. And then let it go. Yeah. Or just let it go without it. It's one or the other. I think it's a good way to be. And uh, there's just great advice from Red Foreman. Put a foot in your ass if you need it. Exactly. All right. Number six. Six. George Lopez. Hey. Talk a little bit about that guy. I like George Lopez. Excuse me. One of my favorites. Yeah. I, I really did. I'm starting to realize that. I just, after Red Foreman, there are, actually, never mind. Yeah. My list kind of starts to get a little... On this, not serious side, but on the I think more, the rest like, of them were well-being. kind of kind of serious. The shows weren't necessarily serious, but the yeah. dad, the dads weren't necessarily funny guys. Yeah, I don't know, George. Uh, I was about to say George Foreman, George Lopez, hell of a boxer, was fathered a bunch of kids. George Foreman as a dad, though, all of his kids are named forms of George. Very nice, George. There's Georgettes. So, are you done interrupting? You mentioned George Foreman. I was just trying was to contribute. To, just trying to contribute to the anyway, conversation. George Lopez was funny enough, but also really cared about his children a lot. Oh, of course, can't say can't say any more about George Lopez. No, great. I bet you know what? I bet he cares about his kids a lot in real life too. Yeah, he seems like I've heard. I I I always his daughter always pops up on my TikTok. I've heard celebrities talk about how good of a person George Lopez is. Yeah, no doubt in my mind that he's a good person. Shout out to George Lopez. Love you, George. Uh, America's Funniest Man at some point, I remember. He was voted that. My number six, uh, if you watch Friday Night Lights, you'll know. It's Coach Eric Taylor, uh, coach of the Dillon Panthers. Sure. Little hint at me. Okay. Um, I mean, great father on the field, great father off the field. Okay. A little background. And my, my moment mm-hmm. in which I was a big uh, Coach Eric Taylor fan Matt Saracen, backup mm-hmm. quarterback, ends up having to be uh, not QB, not QB1 because okay. the quarterback became a quadriplegic. That's the start of the show, so I'm not. that's not a spoiler. Okay. Well, Matt mm-hmm. Saracen now has to lead this winning team in, a, in an area where football is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he starts dating the coach's daughter. The thing about Matt Saracen is he is taking care of of his grandmother mm-hmm. by himself. His mom's dead. Taking care of his grandmother by himself because she has uh, dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, and his father will not stop doing tours yeah. in Afghanistan. Okay. He refuses to come back home. Yeah. Because he, probably because he doesn't want to deal with his mom. He's running away from something. Yeah. But he's leaving it all on his son. Sure. And there's just a real kick in the pants where 
Matt Saracen is, I believe, drunk, and mm-hmm. the coach comes in, basically just throws him in the shower, water on, and just fucking sits there and just goes, just tells him, just tells him how it is. Go look up the scene. It's it's one of the best scenes in that fucking show. I love that show. But just throws him in the shower and just goes, hey, I know it's not fair, mm-hmm. but it's what you got to do. And of course, he's always there to help. Mm-hmm. That's Coach Eric Taylor. That's who I want to be when I grow up. Okay. I should have put him higher. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Number five. We're breaking the five, the halfway five. point with uh, the good old go-to TV dad, Mr. Danny Tanner. I mean, here's can't, the thing. Yeah. You can't leave him out. He's not necessarily my favorite because he's it's just so overdone. Mm-hmm. But you got to put him in there at some point. I mean, he was everybody's TV dad. Yeah, exactly. The most caring and sympathetic and lovely. I honestly, not going to lie, I kind of thought he was annoying to a point. Yeah, he would like get on my nerves, but you can't say that he wasn't a good dad because he was. Oh, yeah. And that's that's all I really got for him. You okay? You getting choked up? No. You okay? You getting choked up? What? You all right? Yes. Danny Tanner, I mean, he's... Number four on my list, so mm-hmm. close enough. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie drives his brand new Firebird into the co- into the I house. I forgot about that. That was kind of funny. But you know what Danny does? He forgives her because she's just okay. a kid. Sure. She doesn't know. <sighs> What's your number five? My number five is Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith Show. This mm-hmm. is a uh, complete nostalgia pick because bring my own dad into this. Okay. That was a show we always watched when we were when I was a kid. That's he cute. He always told me I he wanted me to call him Paul. Never call him Paul. That's Paul. crazy. It's a crazy thing. I live in Philadelphia, not Paul, Paul. not Bumblefuck, Alabama. People. But as far as like Andy Griffith's show, if you know it, uh-huh. it's the. We're gonna get copyrighted for that. We're not. Am I fucking whistling? Yeah. Whatever. Oh. Um, he was the sheriff of the town. Never wore a gun though. He didn't believe in it. Yeah. Used a gun a couple of times, never had to wear one. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just always, him and his kid, just mm-hmm. a great dad. Sure. What's your number four? Number four is Mr. Tony Soprano. Uh, yeah, pretty dog shit dad, I think. He's okay. I, better than, uh, the dad from Shameless, but. Yeah, but if you think about it, it's like. It's just interesting because when you think the Sopranos, obviously, like, the mob and whatever, but, like, at the core of it, like, he is a dad. Yeah, probably. I mean, the cheating on the mom thing's probably a little rough. Yeah, but that's, that has nothing to do with being a dad. That I has guess. to do with being a husband. I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think his kids were just fucked up. Yeah. Like, he really did have fucked up kids. I think sure. every every dad probably related to a bunch of Tony Soprano dad moments. Sure. He showed a realistic uh, depiction of, like, what an actual, like, a wealthy dad who spoiled his kids, but he came from a shitty neighborhood type of thing. Exactly. And I think, I don't know, I think my dad can probably relate to that a little bit. I know he sure as hell tries to relate to Tony Soprano. <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought he needed to be mentioned because like, I feel like sometimes it, get lo- it gets lost within that, like, that story that he at the end of the day he is just a fucking dad and he has a family and that's like the interesting part about the Sopranos at least to me is like yeah I, I just wouldn't want to be afraid of my dad yeah I mean and also the the inheriting panic attacks yeah I already have enough sure stupid flop I mean you've already inherited that <clears throat> that's a good point yeah I guess it doesn't matter at this point my number four was Danny Tanner just all everybody's dad um all around great guy all around great dad alright I gotta go back. Where did my notes go? Number three. Number three is Hale from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Brian Cranston's character. Specifically left him off my list. I did not like him. I fucking loved him. He cracked me up. He was just stupid. Like Yeah, I know. I didn't like that. It was he a was... bad depiction of a dad, I think. But you have to remember, this is all through the mind. It's all out of the point of view of Malcolm. You have to think about that. It's his world, and they're all just kind of living in it, and they're all the side characters. So you don't know how he actually is in real life if you're looking at it from the point of view of the middle child. I like, guess, think about, like, know. stuff that your parents do. Or, like, for example, I'll say, like, there's some stuff, like, my dad does, and I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Like, it's stupid. It's, like, dorky. Like, I love my dad, but it's, like, kind of dorky. But in reality, it really might not be that ridiculous. I'm just a 21-year-old looking at 
a 56 year old i think i just always had a problem with the dad always being stupid in tv i never liked that mm. i always liked a stronger dad like in tv like i always liked the strong dads that would like you know get in your face if you got fucking out of line sure. like the red foremans and the the whatchamacallits who else did i mention the guys who sat down and had a good conversation with you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that wasn't really what Malcolm in the Middle was. It wasn't a serious sitcom. It wasn't in the same sense of, like, I know. there was yeah. life lessons. It was more just, like, this is what it's like being a kid and it sucks. Yeah. So, love, hell. Hey, it's your top ten. Um, My number three? Three. Howard Cunningham, Happy Days. I mean... Just a just a spew of wisdom from that guy. Sure. Every single time. When you have the coolest guy like the Fonz coming to you for advice, mm -hmm. because he himself does not have a father figure, mm -hmm. you're the ultimate father figure. How sure. Howie Cunningham is just, I mean, veteran. He was a veteran. He was in World War II, so that was like a big thing in the in the story about he always had like war buddies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And there was like there was a dude. Those old shows, I miss older TV, and it, it really didn't stop all that late. It, like, I think How I Met Your Mother was, like, the last time they did, like, this type of stuff, where it was, like, a comedy for the most part. Mm -hmm. But they just, like, every once in a while hit you with, like, a whoa, that was a serious episode. Yeah. And Howard was always there for the serious parts to be like, hey, Richie, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I got, I gotcha. Yeah. You're always cared for, because you're my son. Okay. Owned a hardware store, too. Just a good old-fashioned American dad, I think. Okay. Number two for you. Number two is uh, Mr. Red Foreman from that 70s show. He reminded me the most of my dad. Wow, really? Yes. I don't get your dad being Red Foreman. I'm not, I'm not his I kid, mean, though. You're, yeah, you're not his kid, so he's nice to you, but, like, the... Loves me. Yeah, he does. But, like, the way he, like, disciplined, like, Eric and stuff. It wasn't ever that harsh, but it was, like, the same shit. Well, he never hits Eric. No, he doesn't just threatens it. Yeah. And that's what, like, my dad is like, nah, 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 nah. but you know, obviously you never, ever, ever do anything. Well, no, you're so all bark, no bite. You're all girls. Yeah, but I thought that doesn't matter. Same thing with my mom. Same thing. My dad was all the only bark, man. No, all bark, no bite. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. It's my favorite and not my favorite. I'm a big fan of Red Foreman. I, I, I should have put him, I should have put him a lot higher on this list. Him and Coach, uh, coach taylor my number two and i'm gonna say this right now he's the most underrated dad in all of sitcomry mm -hmm. it's alan matthews from boy meets world i was gonna put him on my list i but mean come i couldn't on. remember what his name was no, i didn't care enough to he, google him he didn't not only did he care for his two sons as hard as anything. And I, dude, what's crazy is, like, there's so many memorable TV dad moments with him mm -hmm. that, like, I just remember top of my head. So, there's obviously the, the cult episode. Oh, my God. I feel like we bring this up, every, like, once it every, was, like, I mean, four it's episodes. One of the, it's one of the wildest TV episodes I've ever it, seen. We talk about it literally all the time. No, but he, he, when he gets physical with the cult leader. Yeah. He pushes him against the wall. Mm -hmm. And he says, you don't fucking treat Sean. He's like, you you don't talk to Sean Hunter. Yeah. Just like you don't talk to my son. Yeah. Because as far as you're concerned, like he is my son. Love that. There's also... um. You could also put Mr. Turner almost in the same place. That was his name, right? Mr. Turner, the teacher who took care of Sean. Mr. Turner? Yeah, was that his name? Come on, man. Oh, oh, Mr. Turner. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I considered that. But Mr. Turner just disappears randomly like halfway through the show and yeah, it doesn't really make any sense um mr feeney i considered because he really is like a father figure to us all yeah but uh not a dad no so i feel I, more like a grandpa more grandpa vibes yeah semantics wise i just left them off yeah. um i want to get back to alan turn or alan matthews for one second so there was one episode of boy meets world off the top of my head remembering this right now where it's all about how he plays basketball with Eric, the older brother. Sorry. And he talks like politics and like like smart things with Corey. Mm -hmm. And like Corey, who was a B team basketball player, which I can relate to, wasn't on the A team. 
<sighs> but Corey's like, I want to have that relationship with you. Yeah. And then he, there's like, a, I'm pretty sure there's like a moment. So they, they, Corey's like, oh, let's go skydiving. And his dad's like, I don't want to do that. And they, they get up into the plane and do It's, it's a goofball thing. But then he goes, I'm just trying here. Mm-hmm. Because you two are so different as far as brothers wise. You guys are so different. And he's like, I'm just trying not to be spread so thin and trying to make time for both of you. He's like, yeah. yeah, I play basketball with Eric and I can play basketball with you too. I'm sorry that I don't invite you to play basketball. And I was like, whoa, what a dad moment. Sure. I didn't relate to that. I'm pretty similar to all my brothers, but I was just like, holy shit. I just remembered that just now. And I'm like, fuck, that was a dad moment. Yeah. Alan Matthews, ladies and gentlemen, all just right. a fucking classy guy. Number one, coming in at number one is Jack Pearson from This Is Us. I think think that the writers of that show developed him in such a like great way and the fact that he's technically dead the entire series such an impact though it is and milo ventimiglia love him the best is that the actor yes carrie he really really did play that role well and i think like the way that he handles not so much I can't like I haven't watched it in a while but like the black kid like the adopted son that's more the mom handles the adopted son but like the sister who's obviously like overweight and doesn't like her but even when she's like little like he's always there for her and well, helps her and makes her like, feel I- better it was his idea to adopt, adopt Randall him. I Randall that's what it is but I mean like more in the series like the um what's her name can't remember the mom's name or the I, actor's it doesn't matter but, like, she kind of car- cares more about that. But, like, he makes sure to make the daughter feel, like, special because she doesn't like who she is yeah. and, like, it's uncomfortable. And when she, uh, he dies, she's, like, affected the most out yeah. of all of them. Um, But I just think his character is, like, the ideal. Like, it's the most real picture of, like, a dad. And, like, yeah. you might not see it, like, at, like, us. You might not actually see your parents that way, you know, because, they're, you know, they're your parents. Um, but, but like, that's what parents do for their kids. And it makes you kind of like appreciate your parents. If that makes sense. Uh, you kind of, I think you lost track of that sentence halfway through. What, what do parents do for their kids? Like, I mean, you don't see everything that your kid, your parents like sacrifice and stuff like behind the scenes. You just see your parents as like, they're in charge of you and they do tell you to do things. They tell you not to do things. Yeah. But everything that they give up. Yeah. And, like, sacrifice and whatever. And I think they, like, make... They did, like, a really good job at um, depicting that. Yeah, definitely a good dad. Yeah. Uh, probably, like, a... Because he is a... I think that show's still going on, a modern dad. Yeah. It's in its last season, unfortunately. Nah, can't, can't have it going forever. My number one, I mean... First things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for real. But Uncle Phil, and I obviously... Ooh. It's just interrupting me on mine. Don't you interrupt me all the time, too. You'll get over it. My Uncle Phil, and I always talk about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it was my favorite show growing up. I mean, just the one scene uh, where Phil's dad, his real dad, leaves. And he turns around and he goes, mm-hmm. why don't anyone want me, man? Yeah. To Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil doesn't even say a word. Just grabs him. Yeah. He always know. It, he was just always there. Just such a such a dad. And honestly, very funny moments. And honestly, I know I just said honestly a million times. He, they showed a couple of different sides to him because at the beginning of the, the show, he's not really seen as that good of a dad. Mm-hmm. But not, not that he's not seen as a good dad, but he, he's kind of seen as like they make fun of him a lot. He's always like the poke fun of him. He's the serious guy. Yeah. Later on in the show, he does start to get uh, a bit of like, yeah. I think they give him more. He He falls into his role a little bit. Uh, there is a scene where he interacts with his parents. Yeah. And then his mom asks him why he's ashamed because they were like pig farmers. Yeah. And yet his mom goes like, why are you ashamed of us? And then he has to deal with that. And I'm like, all right. I don't know. I, I just always thought that that was interesting that it's a dad and he has to deal with his parents. And then there's also, I mean, there's so many moments with this guy just being a great dad. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to remember the one. Oh, when he when he busts uh, Carlton and Phil or Carlton and Will out of jail, mm-hmm. you remember that episode? Kind of, yeah. The 
It's when, is it when they get pulled over? They get pulled over yeah. for going too slow, and then they think that they stole the car because it's a brand new Mercedes. Yeah. And uh, he brings them in. And yeah, that was just very, very good dad. Yeah. Did the most for his kids. Uncle Phil. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. That's all I got for today. It's uh, a chaotic episode. A lot happening. I thought it was a good episode. No, I think it's a good episode, too. Just... We went from Trisha Paytas to Uncle Phil. I think that that's, that's just a natural progression. And then a BuzzFeed quiz. I apologize for the BuzzFeed quiz, Bridget. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Next time I'll read the quiz. But I don't want to. I don't Obviously, wanna, you don't want to read the I don't want to read the quiz. It's fine. All right. It's fine. I just, Buzz, BuzzFeed's a little chuggy. But whatever. I don't even know what that means. Don't worry about it. Uh, just remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Please check it out there. <clears throat> I just lost my voice. Check us out there. Leave a like, subscribe, comment. It always anything helps us out. Any type of interaction. Get us on TikTok too. We're posting clips and stuff out there. And uh is there anything else? No, that's it. We're bartending the tenth of July, but ninth of July. The ninth of July. It's the ninth, yeah. I said tenth on the yeah. last episode. It's oh, the ninth. Well. But we're gonna keep saying it as we keep going. Sorry. Um Yeah, guys, thank you for thank you for listening.